Welcome to the Sales History Podcast with your host, author of The Transparency Sale and The Transparent Sales Leader, Todd Capone. Each episode brings you the incredible and sometimes strange minds, philosophies, and approaches from sales history's past with relevance to today. Here's Todd. Welcome back. So a common theme amongst all of these podcast episodes is this idea that if we don't know history, are we doomed to repeat it? Well, I think there's also another opportunity and a theme that runs throughout all of these, which is if we know history, can we actually use it to predict the future? For doom to repeat history, then maybe there's some things about history that can help us predict. And I've come to that conclusion. So today's episode, I want to give you a bit of a counterintuitive view of where I see the future of sales. And it starts with a quote. There's a, a the quote is buyers know more nowadays, right? Which is the gist of a lot of what drives the perception that the profession of sales is changing in a dramatic way. I mean, there's articles, there's social media posts, there's podcast episodes, even entire books that are dedicated to this challenge and its implications on the selling world. However, would you be surprised to hear that that quote? that I said, buyers know more nowadays. It's actually from 1912. It's from Thomas Herbert Russell in his 1912 book, Salesmanship. In the 120 years of the modern selling profession, you'll find amazingly the objections, the negotiation tactics, the prospecting approaches, they're nearly word for word the same today as they were back then. Ironically, even today's newfound challenges, like we talked about in the last episode of remote sales leadership, were present then. I mean, the original sales leaders were remote sales leaders. I encourage you to check out that episode. You know, they rarely, if ever, saw their salespeople, and they did it all without telephones, without email, without a CRM solution, without Slack, right? But Todd, you might think, we're undergoing a massive sales tech revolution right now. And that's changing everything, right? Is it? It's true that the preponderance and availability of sales technology have exploded, but I would argue that the greatest tech explosion ever to hit the sales profession was the telephone, followed closely by the proliferation of email, right? So yes, the environment for how buyers buy has changed quite dramatically, but I don't think in the way that, that you might think. And let's start with this idea that we are all consumers. We're all buyers. We all make decisions regarding what we need, what we're willing to invest, you know, the time, the resources, the dollars to get that stuff. The way we make decisions, the way we prioritize, the way that we ultimately buy haven't changed ever. It's the circumstances that have changed. And so I want to take you through that. I believe that Looking at what has changed will help us predict the future, and it's the inputs and the outputs. So let's start with number one, change number one, which is the inputs. There is no doubt that the proliferation of inputs available to buyers today has grown dramatically, right? Information on potential options and solutions to business issues are everywhere. Need to find reviews on those options? They're everywhere too. You want to network with others who have experienced similar issues and invested in various solutions? It's never been easier. I mean, I, I remember even back in the 1990s, 
you wanted to collaborate with somebody whose challenges are similar to yours that have maybe bought solutions, I don't even know how you would do it. Now, it's just so easy. You find the case study on the website, you find somebody on LinkedIn, you reach out to them, and there you go, right? This information explosion started there in the 1990s to the point where in 2015, and I point to this one a lot, Forrester published their kind of their annual prediction, and it was stating that 1 million B2B sales jobs would be eliminated by the year 2020. Again, that was a 2015 article saying in the next five years, 1 million B2B sales jobs would be eliminated by the year 2020 because of this proliferation of information. But quite the opposite has happened. I mean, think about that 1911 quote, right? That buyers know more nowadays and they were worried about it. The profession flourished. Instead of putting the sales profession in peril, this proliferation of information has actually done the opposite. The supply of salespeople can't even keep up with the demand. As it turns out, more inputs and information haven't proven to be better for the buyers. It's actually proven to be the opposite. There was a quote a couple of years ago from Gartner, a guy named Brent Adamson, you might be familiar with. He wrote The Challenger Sale along with Matt Dixon. His quote was, the single biggest challenge of selling today is not selling. It's actually our customers struggle to buy. And... That, in my opinion, combined with this idea that the proliferation of information has made things more difficult, provides quite an opportunity. It, it starts with an understanding of how we buy. You know, we don't buy when we're convinced, as it turns out. Well, if, if we do, we're probably not happy about it long term. We buy when we can predict. We listen, we do homework, we consider whether a purchase will be worth the investment in our time, our resources, our dollars versus alternative solutions or even alternative priorities. I believe the most successful sellers and organizations are going to shift their approach and perspective to helping customers predict. The most successful sellers and organizations are going to succeed by earnestly doing the homework for the buyers, right? Calling through all of that information, whether or not the conclusion is for them to move forward with your solution or not. If you were in the buyer's shoes, what would you be concerned about with your solution? What are you giving up? What's your core? What are you going to love? What does the journey to the reward look like? How do we remove friction from that journey? I think the future of sales is salespeople acting as the Sherpa and sharing it, presenting it. Yeah, both the pros and the cons. With this shift in mind, with more information availability, it's actually made buying harder. A shift in perspective of what the salesperson needs to do is required. Instead of being a necessary evil, I think there's a huge opportunity to become a welcome asset and a resource through clinical levels of empathy, not pitches. Buyers consume and process information to form an opinion, but what if they can't trust the source of the information they're consuming? That actually is what's happened, right? More homework for them, longer buying cycles, more frequent decisions for the status quo. You win less often, the losses take longer to be made official. And the result is higher hard dollar costs and higher opportunity costs too, right? There's a quote uh, from Dr. Frank Crane 
in his commandments for salesmanship from 1918, so 104 years ago. The quote is, be human. The reason you are hired to sell goods is that you are a human being. Otherwise, your employer would have sent a catalog. I, I think that today's environment requires setting those proper predictions and expectations, then consistently meeting them. Being a human being, being a partner instead of a salesperson. And when you do, the channels by which your customers share and advocate have also multiplied. The reward is more buyers who stay, buy more, and advocate. All right, so that's a little bit about the inputs. Let's talk about change number two, which is the outputs. We'll start with a quote from 1905 from Salesmanship Magazine. The quote says, signing a buyer's name to an order does not close the sale. That is merely the opening process. To make that sale stick, to allow the salesperson to travel that way again requires the cooperation of every department of the business. And again, that's 1905. I, I view that as one of those pieces that makes me think about another way that there's a change in the selling world and it's the shift in outputs, primarily through the shift to a subscription economy. While that quote was a mindset of successful organizations 117 plus years ago, selling was still traditionally sell and go, right? You sell it, you'd send the order back, they'd fulfill it, and you might not come back. The world has shifted to kind of a fill in the blank as a service, like an XAAS economy, where the majority of investments are in solutions where the sale is the formal beginning of the relationship, not the peak. Expectations are set and the bulk of the total contract value comes in the out years instead of the first year. And that's through renewals, upsells, and growth. So like when I started in the technology world, we were selling what was called perpetual licenses where you'd throw a big payment up front and then you'd pay a small maintenance percentage of 15% per year for upgrades and support. And the, you know, and anything is a service world Profitability isn't realized in year one. Profitability is achieved in years two, three, or even later. Achieving profitability with a client means considerably more than just getting the sale, as was the case even, what, in the 1990s? Uh, you know, what was that, 25, 30 years ago? The sustainability and long-term viability of a company now depend on change dynamics of the sale itself. Profitability is only achieved if the output of the sale results in a customer who stays, buys more, and advocates. And the blowhorn capability of those customers to share negative reviews and experiences as an output has far-reaching consequences that didn't exist before. And so in my opinion, the future of sales and the companies that are most likely to succeed if and when the economy slows down will be those who are focused on expectation setting, not convincing. The most successful salespeople are those who focus on helping buyers predict, doing so as quickly and efficiently as possible, caring less about whether it's with your organization or with another option, that they're gonna do the homework for the buyer. They're, and, and then by doing so, they'll differentiate in the way they sell, becoming an asset to buyers instead of, like I mentioned before, a necessary evil. Those salespeople will optimize their own efficiency by spending more time on opportunities that are a better match or spending more time looking for more. I'll leave you with this, and it's a quote from the GOAT himself, Arthur Sheldon. 
in his book in 1911, The Art of Selling. And it's, true salesmanship is the science of service. Grasp that thought firmly and never let go. I believe that the future of sales is not about AI and technology. It's more about the inputs changing and our need to shift our approach to be a Sherpa for the buyer, do the homework, help them call all that information and make better smart decisions, whether it's with you or with a competitor. And then the outputs, thinking about subscription models in this kind of service economy and the blowhorn capability that your customers have to share if things go wrong has such an input that that second shift is thinking about the sales process where the purchase is the beginning, not the end. That changes everything. That changes the way we need to think about setting proper expectations all the way to the way that we think about negotiating where you know traditional negotiating is trust eroding. It's Hey, I learned these techniques from former FBI hostage negotiators. I, I think that that's not the way of the future. And instead, it's about building trust and building relationships. As always, what do you think? Like, am I nuts to think this way? To think through history and to think that this whole concern about more information was going to put the sales profession in peril turned out to be the opposite. Even seven years ago, we were predicting a peril in the sales world and it turns out more information has done the opposite and needs us more so i would love your feedback as always let me know what you think of this episode what you think of the content what you think the future of sales holds and if you've got other ideas or things you want me to poke into i would love to do that too so hope you enjoyed it thanks again